You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And before we begin, we have a special note from our sponsor. This episode is once again brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com, enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23, one word, all caps, and you'll get 15% off. Two new launches this week, Thursday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, you will have Kent State brand new school. And Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, Kansas, K-State, Mizzou. Coincidentally, the Big 12 collection. All new collection for them. Uh, top three t-shirts last year, all UTEP. So shout out to uh, wow. Shout out to UTEP, who Arizona football is uh, playing. Actually, the UTEP shirt is, uh, is pretty badass, Shelby. What is it? It's the Texas Western and orange. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know though. I really like the Arizona clothes. Yeah. So check out the UTEP. Check out the new drops. Wildcat Scoop, twenty three. Get it done, now. Boom. Right now. And back to our regularly scheduled programming. Now. Right now. Um, what are we here for? You want to tell the people what we're I here for? I think something happened last week. There was something kind of big that happened. Oh, yeah. It's funny because people go, Sheer, you've been able to relax now? And the very clear answer is absolutely not. I mean, the grind still occurs. The gr- even though realignment has been announced, that's what we're here to talk about in this podcast. Um, you know, Arizona going to the Big 12 and uh, several other Pac-12 teams. But to be honest, like, you know, there's like a little bit of downtime, but then there's the post realignment stuff going on. There's so much stuff that still has to be figured out over the next months. There's football season. Uh, The basketball team is headed to Israel, uh, probably on a plane right now. As you listen, I believe their flight is at 4 a.m. They're doing an international trip. A lot going on. Good time. So much going on. And we have kids that just started school. Many of you have kids that just went back to school. There's just like so many things that we seem to forget every year with art supplies and school supplies and mom buy me I'm pencils. I'm drinking a triple shot of espresso at 8.45 at night. <laughs> That's probably not very smart. But. Anyway, um, to our new fans listening to the podcast, welcome. And we are now talking about Arizona going to the Big 12 in the big realignment First, situation of 2023. Someone has had a front seat. To this whole thing. So real quick, Brielle, what do you, to the Big 12 fans, what do you want to say? I decided to visit your cities and bail down. Okay, go to bed now. Good night. Good night, love you. Thank you, Brielle, for your your life-changing contribution to our podcast. All right, (laughs) back to scheduling. Back to what we are talking about tonight. Take us through 
the process since last Friday, and what was your reaction when you woke up to the news that Oregon and Washington might stay in the Pac-12? It was a hectic day. I remember. Uh, I get a call. Someone literally just texted me days later and said wild stuff. Um, I get <laughs> get a call. Uh, On what day? Fr- Friday morning. Friday, like, August. I don't remember. Fourth. August fourth. <laughs> I don't know the days. Um, and it was like 6 a.m. And actually, it wasn't a call. My phone was just texting off the hook. And I said, what the hell? Because this had literally gone against everything my source had said um, from the night before. And it, it, and it wasn't like something could have dramatically changed overnight where you sleep on it and whatever. Like, I was told the night before very clearly that Arizona was going to the Big 12. The Pac-12 was breaking apart. Uh, I had actually posted that day, maybe even Thursday. No, yeah, Thursday that Oregon and Washington were gone to the Big Ten, that Washington had already received and accepted its offer. Um, and so when you wake up Friday night and you see all these national guys, uh, you know, basically reporting the same thing, uh, you, you kind of go, you know, wh- what's going on, right? And so I, uh, I, I called a few people, called my source, and it just didn't add up. It, it didn't add up. And so my reaction was one of shock. And I even tweeted, I said, Arizona, as of last night, was fully intending in entering the Big 12. It would be one of the shocking, most shocking turnarounds I've ever seen in anything if that changed. And it didn't change. And I didn't believe at all for a second that the Pac-12 was staying together because I, I knew the deal. We had reported the deal. Uh, the deal at no point was going to be good enough. So it was just, it was weird. It was just a weird situation. Um, and we'll get to this later with the reporters. I think reporters had a lot to do with those weird two hours. I think if people had kind of held a little bit steadfast before reporting whatever they were hearing, it wouldn't have seemed as crazy as it was. Chaos. Um, but yeah, I mean, my reaction was, you know. What the hell is going what? on? I don't understand what's going on. Because it literally went against everything. Like, I'll be honest, I had pre-written, when did I pre-write the Big 12 stuff? Wednesday? On your birthday. Yeah. So, yes. So, August 2nd, I had actually pre-written the stuff. Um, No, August 1st, because we knew that there was going to be, probably going to be a board meeting coming up. Mm -hmm. So, I had pre-written Arizona to the Big 12. I changed around the article a little bit over the next few days once more info became apparent. But I was of the full belief, I went to you the day before my birthday and said, this is done. Yep. Don't tell anyone, but it's done. That does happen a lot. Shelby, don't tell anyone. My kids and Shelby know so much more information than so many people. My kids don't know what to do with it. They don't care. But but, He always is like, don't tell anyone. Do not tell your teachers. (laughs) Unless you want an A, then they can call me. I know a select few people that would love to know that info. And then some people would have no idea. So anyway... Um, all right. Well, when you heard that the GOR wasn't going to be signed, what did you think about that? I think as soon as that came out uh, and was confirmed by other reporters, I reporters, uh, I, I tweeted the Vince Carter, it's over, uh, GIF. It's over. 
Yep, you did. Yeah. Uh, so again, like I am completely, I'm not trying to cover my ass or anything. I was very sure when I went to bed on Thursday night that Oregon and Washington were going to the Big Ten. So I was assuming that basically what would play out with the, they would go to the Big Ten. Everyone would blame them. Because remember, like, you got to remember, and again, we'll get to the reporting. Everything is, let's just get to reporting now. Let's not even do a question. Okay, all right? let's go. All right, what do you make of the, question nine at at is, what do you make of the reporting and all this? So I think in order, in order to better understand this situation, we need to understand the reporting of this. You know, I, this, I say this humbly. I, I'm trying not to say this. To come just off, say it, Jason. To, I don't want it to say Everybody it. knows. I don't want it to say, I, I think a lot of people, and, and I have respect for a lot of reporters. I know I seem like an asshole online. There's really only like one guy by now, you know, I don't like John Kinzano. That is real. I, if I ever run into him, we will have words. Um, and that goes beyond simple reporting. If you're new to that, this all started, I don't want to get into it too much, but this all started when he made a personal comment, like a dude from his mother's basement is competing against writers like me, basically is what he said. And yeah. Shelby knows I am the president of the petty party oh yeah so it's super fun being married to you <laughs> once he did that i basically like i like i turned to shelby and i said this guy's done and yeah. if you don't know me big 12 fans you look up mark schlabach and what i did to that guy yeah because that guy printed false information that i knew was false and he's now covering nothing he was covering the live tour he went from being espn's biggest college football writer to covering the live tour which doesn't exist anymore um, because I went head to head with ESPN. Anyway, I mean <laughs> that that was the the big feather in the cap number one. Yeah, and then, and again, like it's it's whatever to me because it's the truth. But we saw the reporting in a nutshell the morning of Friday. Like you can't, and I'm not calling out reporters by name because again I respect people's sources, whatever. But there is no conceivable way that at seven o'clock in the morning. The Big Ten is having second thoughts about Washington and Oregon joining. And at 7.58, Washington and Oregon have given their go-ahead to join the Big Ten. Right. You don't do that. You don't, you're not in the room having the type of conversations where you know what they're thinking at every second. The media got absolutely played that morning. Because what it was, and it's still to this day, Arizona's doing it, ASU did it, and Utah did it. Washington and Oregon basically agreed with the Pac-12 members that were left. We'll take the blame for you guys. This is how we're going to do it. We're all going to pretend like we really want this conference to stick together. And then before the meeting starts, Washington and Oregon. Now, I don't know if they called into the meeting and told everyone at once. Robin said the other day they got a call. Basically, they split it up. The Washington president took half. The Oregon president took the other half. And they called the other schools and said, we're out. Okay, that this whole and maybe that happened, but this whole situation is to blame Washington and Oregon for breaking up the conference. Arizona was in the Big 12 before that meeting, that Pac-12 meeting. The only person whose mind it possibly could have changed was Michael Crow at ASU. Utah was in Arizona was in. And I am still convinced, despite what this guy says these guys say that Arizona could have very well, and I tweeted this, there's a very real chance that Arizona goes without ASU. It was a very real possibility. The Board of Regents would not have liked it, 
but I honestly don't think that they would have stopped it and blocked it. They don't have that type of power. It was just, let's get on the same page. The media, you don't go from reporting one thing to another thing to another thing all within an hour. And I get that realignment is fluid, it's wild and all that. But I absolutely believe that Washington, Oregon basically said, we're going to use the media to say we're trying so hard to keep the conference together. But gosh darn it, that Big Ten offer is just too much for us to get. And we're going to, we're, we're the bad guys. And they're fine with being the bad guys. And then afterwards, you see the Washington president go to the media. And she's the only one that has said that George Kulikov basically changed the deal on them. And that's when they knew they were out. She's the only president that has said that. It, our bad. My bad, guys. He changed the deal. We had to do what was best. And then Robbins goes, I don't blame Washington and Oregon, but... And the reporters took it hook, line, and sinker. The reporting in this realignment stuff was insane to me. Because, again, humble brag, I knew and had a very, very good source through all of this. A very good source. And so when I'm reading something about Arizona, for instance, that I know 100% to be false. It's like, what is going on? And then you kind of have to answer questions and you have to back it up. I've always been of the belief that you as the consumer, as the whatever, have the right to believe whatever you want. It's the flat out lies that really piss me off. And most, and, and really like, like uh, Nicole Arbach, for instance, I tweeted out something. I didn't mean that to be that mean. Like I didn't, that wasn't my intention. It was believe who you want. If you believe that Oregon and Washington changed their mind in 45 minutes, that's, hey, go for it. I can't prove that wrong. I really can't. But the stuff that, like, Canzano said where I would turn to you and be like, Chubby, like, he's literally lying. He's making up stuff. And I know he's lying because someone at Arizona called me and goes, sure, we've never even talked to this dude. He's never talked to anyone in RD. And at the end of the day, you know, there were very, very, very few people that knew what was going on at Arizona. And I could guarantee you that writers weren't among that group. Other national writers weren't among that group. Those were coming from Big 12 people. Those were coming from Pac-12 people. They picked their writers. You know, you could, it's very clear who the Pac-12 was talking to, and it's just as clear who the Big 12 was talking to. And the reporting throughout this whole thing was just crazy. So once I heard the GOR wasn't going to be signed, my first reaction is like, well, why did you all say 45 minutes ago there was a real chance you said it before the meeting, considerably before the meeting, and you were tweeting it as Washington and Oregon weren't showing up to the Pac-12 meeting. Mm -hmm. So why not just wait an hour? Just wait an hour and say, you know what? Hey, this is what happened. And so it's like, my reaction was like, what are we doing? Like, we could have avoided the entire thing had we just waited an hour and waited for real estate. But in this day and age, it's I want to be first, whether it's real or not. That's all that matters to me. Just also to piggyback on that, like, that's not reporting, guys. Like, people making up stuff and hiding behind ESPN, if you're Mark Schalbach, or whatever outfit, and then just saying, like, nope, this is real. That's not reporting. And then um, you just really piss Jason off when you do that. And then I have to be around him when he's pissed no, off. No, the thing that pisses me off. Not in a bad way. Just, the, the lack of journalistic integrity. I don't like, look, I, I, I very rarely pick fights. That's true. I very rarely do. And I know with a lot of people I come up, I'm very snarky. I'll take that to the, you know, whatever. I'm a sarcastic MFR. I'm as sarcastic. Sarcastic. I'm as sarcastic as they get. 
and it rubs people, aka Utah and ASU fans, the wrong way. He's also very dry humor. Yes, I completely understand that. But like the Canzano thing, like you started it, I'm gonna finish it. That's it. That's how I am. And you know, I have a great relationship with a lot of reporters. There's all the local guys, the Big Twelve guys have been great. I have no problem. Um, but you know, once you kind of reach a certain threshold, I, I get, you know, like, I, like I said, like Brett McMurphy, Dennis Dodd, Nicole, those people, they don't upset me. Ross Dellinger. I thought he did great. Like those, none of those people upset me at all. Uh, for the new fans and pack or not pack 12. I got to stop saying that big 12 listeners who are now following this podcast. Where did you get your journalism degree, Jason? Yeah, that was another thing. I actually like people don't understand. Like I, I went to U of A journalism school. I, uh, I taught journalism in high school. I worked for a newspaper. For a very long time. Um, yeah, it's, you know. So just to recap really quick, the people who are online on Twitter making stuff up, what degree do you have? Because well, I'm have pretty degrees, sure you don't have a journalism degree. I, I, I think the thing is, and some of them might, I think the thing is when like people assume, because I, I help run a message board, that I'm just some schmuck in my, first of all, there's no basements in Arizona. Um, <laughs> that really bothered you, yeah. didn't it? And, but I'm not like, I went to journalism, and, and, and not all publishers did, but we're not just random for the most part. Like, we, we work our butts off. Like, we go to games. We're in the rooms. Like, I know for a fact, through friends and stuff, like, Canzano covers the Portland Trailblazers, and you, he couldn't name the last time he was at a Trailblazer game. Guarantee you. Guarantee you that. And so it's like, you know, it's, I'm very confident in my sources at Arizona. Recruiting, that stuff changes. I can't get 100% of recruiting. No one can. But the newsy stuff, I'm very confident in my sources. I have been around this university for a long... I'm old now. 22 years. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, you know... 22 years. You meet people. You You trust people. You just know people. Okay, back on track. President Robbins met with the media... And basically said they were going to sign before Oregon and Washington changed their mind. Uh, wait, didn't we already read that? Yeah, but there's yeah. something, oh, there's I, something I kind of want to add okay. to that. So is, what did you make about the comments? Right. Uh, it was 100% a cover. I'm it's, not calling Robbins a liar. It's a smoke it's a, show. It's a, it's a smoke show. I know. You know it's, it's semantics. This is all semantics. It's like me saying, I, Shelby, before I met you, I fully intended to marry Jessica Alba. <laughs> It just didn't work out. It didn't work out because you'd never met her. Never got the offer. Dang it. Okay. That's like saying I fully intended to sign the GOR until I found out that it wasn't improved and the linear partner we had 24 hours ago dropped out. But once I found that out, I wasn't signing it. So yeah, they fully intended. They didn't fully intend it. And And here's one of the hints that you know. The one thing that Robin said the most throughout the presser was how bad the Apple deal was. Right. The only compliment he gave, which actually sounds really cool, I'm going to be honest, is that they'd have these things that would basically be on their helmets. I don't know. It would form highlights. And, like, when they came to the sideline, it would, like, upload to some social media accounts. So you'd have, like, highlights, like, very quickly, player-to-player highlights that these players could upload to their social media. That's really cool. That is cool. Right. Um, Show me the money, baby. Right. But at the end of the day, that's not getting – I mean, that's cool for your players, but – um, you know, and it's like, uh, it, it's, it, but he was very, the money wasn't there. The streaming was too much stream and, and it would be like selling Girl Scout cookies door to door. 
or candy, literally candy bars, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, this whole subscriber thing, I've seen a right. lot of comments online about it. I don't know how they thought they were going to get that many subscribers. They weren't. Even Michael Crow said, never said the money was good. He said, well, Apple's like Star Trek, whatever. Like, he just means. wanted to go to right. the future. Read between the lines. That's all I'm saying. It's all the high drama of a large-scale negotiation. And it's like, you know corporate sharks doggy dog world like that is what these negotiations really are and there's like a drama aspect to it and i will say that arizona robbins in particular is very very good at it yeah so that is what's really going on behind the scenes there um had arizona signed the deal with apple uh would it have been that bad yes Oh, uh, yes, Shelby. No, obviously, like I said, like, I'm sure. Like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm very confident in saying there would have been some very cool technology, I would assume. That would have been ahead of the game. perks. That's right? not revenue. But it's a very niche market, right? Like, you have to, it's like the MLS. Not everyone is signing up for the MLS. Uh, we know the amount of NFL Red Zone subscribers. The idea that the Pac-12 could surpass that is insane. What is the number? Was it two and a half million? Yeah, two and a half million. Right? Like, and, and George is saying, well, if we get five million subs, it's like, look, if you get five million subs, my bad, dude. You are the greatest salesman <laughs> like, of all time. Because it's a very niche market. And had they mixed it 50% Apple with 50% linear, I think you absolutely could have made a case, even though the money wasn't there. Let's say you got 26 million. 50% Apple. 50% linear, you still have the incentives. I think you could have made a case. I really do. I think people could have lived with it a little bit. This was 100% streaming. There was no guarantee from Apple that it would license games out to linear. Klyokov went to NBC three times and begged them to make a bid. They did not make a bid. Fox entered and said, we want a handful of games. I think CBS entered and said, we want your some of your basketball content. You could have got super creative and put some on Fox, some on ESPN, some, but then Apple wanted the whole thing. And that's what we said throughout this. And um, Angie Marchand, who I, and John Aron, I respect their stuff a lot, said like in February, when Apple talks to you, they want the whole package and then they decide what to do with it. Apple's offer wasn't improving. I think they raised it a million dollars per school like in the last week and that was their final offer 24 and a half or whatever cool that could work if you have another linear option coming in and adding more money per team all of a sudden you're like okay i, I understand where you're coming from but for it to be 24 for you to say you know we're, we can get and, and here's how you know and the washington president said that we knew it wasn't that good of a deal because one of the best pitches were you could get out of this in three years yeah that's not how you do business nope. hey look guys Sign it now. Let's save each other's ass. Let's save my ass. And then in three years, you can leave again because I'm going to retire. That's what Kliakov is probably thinking. I'll resign by then. We're good. And so that, that can't be part of your pitch is we're going to, you can get out of this in three years. Just bear with me. Then you know it's not a good deal. Um, you know, it, it would have been, I, I, again, been in this business for a while, have friends. I had a friend at another school who's in the AD who said, if Arizona signs it, this is literally his words. If Arizona signs this, it's dead. It is financially crippling. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Because you got to keep in mind, too, without Oregon and Washington, you know, when Oregon and Washington left, whatever, even if they had stayed, you're talking college football playoff money, NCAA tournament money, other advertising, the betting deal at the big... when it's all said and done, the Big 12 is going to be at like $50 million a school. The Pac-10 wasn't doing that. Let's say the Pac-10 was at 35 That's a lot of money, man. Mm-hmm. $15 million is a lot of money. And so, to me, um, there would have been cool aspects of the Apple deal. But financially, athletically, I just I, I can't see how you defend signing that deal. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a loaded question. Where do you think George... Kuyakov ultimately went wrong. The same way that the... Now, we were talking about this at football practice before right. we started, and we were talking about the blame game, and I asked Robbins, and he said, that's a long question, you know, probably said, let's get drunk and go go answer it together. There's so many. You could blame media. You could blame Larry Scott. You could blame Kuyakov. You could blame the school presidents. They all deserve blame. I have consistently said that there was one maneuver where it all went to hell. And that is when Kliokov had an offer in hand a year ago, or whatever it was, from ESPN, and said, we're worth more than that. And ESPN said, we don't really think you are. And the Big 12 said, we'll take it. And the Big 12 entered the market and took that ESPN deal. And the Pac-12 goes to ESPN, and ESPN says, deal's off the table. Kliokov legitimately felt this is sourced. I'm not the only one reporting this. This is, you know, Ross Dellinger had that good article. $40 million a school. $40 million. This dude oversold the Pac-12 on a per school basis by $16 million each. Wow. He was, right? I think it was Martin who said that the Pac-12 was like $500 million off from what ESPN thought they were worth. Oh my God. Or something like that. And everyone laughed. But he was right. Like, he was 100%. Like, everyone was like, no, there's no way. How could you possibly be that far off? Had he accepted and known the true value of the Pac-12, that deal would have been signed months ago. 
and none of this would happen. The Pac-12 saves, game over. ESPN late at night, same thing it has. Awesome, let's move forward. Get rid of the Pac-12 network. Maybe we can get some basketball games on another thing. If not, whatever. Big 12 says, we'll take it. And now they just beat you to market. And now you are going through this whole process. And the arrogance comes from, I truly believe that Kliakov felt that he would have a deal at some point. I don't think for a second that he said, you know, and, and look, I don't know if he didn't see Colorado coming, he's a moron. And then the mistakes he made was, you know, the PR battle. And look, that doesn't get you money. At the end of the day, I don't know if ESPN, Fox, whatever, NBC cares about the PR battle. But they got annihilated. For you to go and have your presidents, you know, go all over and say, a deal's a few weeks away. Well, the reason they were saying that is because that's what they were being told. Like, Klinikov was telling them, we're almost there. We're almost there. And then Colorado called their bluff and said, you're not almost there. We're not stupid. We asked for numbers. You won't even show us. And then the school president said, we don't care what you have. Show us now. And that's the deal. George Klinikov would have never shown the school presidents this deal because he knew it wasn't good enough. There was no intention of showing them a good enough deal. That's the only reason this dragged out is because he didn't have that deal. And then going on media day and saying, we're not talking about the media deal because we want to focus on football. And I was like, oh my God, what are you talking about? And then saying, you know, we're not going shopping yet in the Big 12. It's It's like every step he made, that wasn't prepared. Everything he said was just wrong. Like, I think it was Wilner that reached out to him yesterday or today, and he basically made himself out to be a martyr. Like, I don't know if you shot, saw it, Shelby. He's like, I could have left, but gosh darn it, I wanted to stay, and I'm just too prideful. I'm too prideful for my own good. I'm too loyal. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, if you were loyal, you would have done what is best for the schools, which is accept that initial deal. Um, so the arrogance, the, the, the not being able to keep Colorado... Now, once Colorado left, everyone was in it for themselves. But to me, the biggest mistake he made was he could have accepted that initial deal from ESPN, and that would have 100% saved the conference. I also don't know, and I'm trying to find out, why this whole process was get the deal and then expand. They should have added San Diego State the day that USC and UCLA left. Mm-hmm. They should have added them right away. But they didn't. They played around. And now, I mean, they're, you know, they There's are what they are. Just scraps left. Right. That, that whole timing, that didn't make sense to me, unless there's just what the networks told them. But I, I can't see how that would be the case. I also told you, we were talking in the car, there's like that uh, Twitter account, like the freezing cold takes. And they retweeted a tweet from Klikoff when Brett Yarmark was first hired. Where he congratulated him. Where he congratulated him. <laughs> And I know like that uh, a year ago at Media Day or right after USC and UCLA left, I believe Klikoff also kind of had like a little taunt towards the Big 12. And um, I'm pretty sure Yormark sat in his office and plotted his revenge. Like, do not mess with me. And they took advantage of a really great opportunity. I mean, one person seeing the opportunity and the other not seeing the opportunity is mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, Michael Luke brought this up to me. The, the, the difference is... The, the complete opposite of George Kliakov is Brett Yormark. Yep. Yormark is aggressive. Kliakov is more stand back, except for at first. Which, but Kliakov is realistic. But what's impressive about him, and Robbins raved about him. About Yormark? Yeah. What is that everything that Yormark has said that he would do. He, he did, did it. At international, we're going to Mexico. I want to add teams, we're going to add teams. I want to be in this time zone, 
come on down, Utah, Colorado, and the Arizona's like everything he said. And this is just the beginning. Like I can only imagine, and I'm sure I don't know if we'll talk at basketball media day or just wait until football media day, uh, which I'm that's gonna be a hell of a day. I'm I'm literally crazy. excited about a media day a year from now. Like <laughs> that's gonna be a wild day. What he says with all these new packs, but I am very excited to know his vision for the future of the conference because everything that dude said came true. Well, and one of them had a vision and the other didn't. And that's another huge issue. Just it's crazy that someone was leading the Pac-12 that had no vision, but they had two in a row, Larry Scott and George. Right, which goes back to the presidents. Like you hired these guys. At the end of the day, you took a chance and hired Kliakoff. You didn't have a feel for the college athletic landscape. And it was either going to go really well or really poorly. And then you hired a tennis executive before that who had no feel and did the same exact thing. That was That's the most ironic thing about the deal is he literally, the Pac-12 network was based on subscriptions and that's how it was sold to the school presidents. And then the Apple deal was based on subscriptions and that's how it was sold. And that's the only two times that the, the, the health happened. of a conference has been based around that. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. All right. Well, what is the reaction from Arizona's football and basketball coaches? Exactly what you would think it is if you're familiar with Jed Fish and Tommy Lloyd. Tommy Lloyd basically gave a quote and was like, I don't care anymore. Just we'll play whoever. Like, <laughs> he is very, uh, Jed Fish is very savvy about like, we are now national. Right. That we're... was Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Tommy didn't care. He's like, we're going to Israel in a couple of days. It's cool. We're going to honor the Pac-12. We're going to play hard and try to honor him and be the last Pac-12 tournament champions and all that. And then we're on to the Big 12. And when we're on to the Big 12, then you guys can ask me questions. Right? Um, but he, And then he said, you know, look, you guys see how we schedule. We're not, like, stepping, step-towing. Like, we're going to... Yeah, you know, they have a hard schedule. Like, we're cool. Like, the, the competition doesn't bother Tommy at all whatsoever. Jet Fish... Mr. Look, Tucson. I, I, I feel confident saying that in an ideal world, Jet Fish would have had the Pac-12 stay together. This is a guy that has coached in the Pac-12, uh, familiar with the landscape, all that. Um, but the deal, you know, he gave it away on media day. He said the deal and the visibility had to be good. The visibility is the big one. The Athletic had a good article where they talked to a bunch of unnamed assistant coaches in the Pac-12. And they, when they heard about the Apple deal, they said, if we sign this, we're dead. And that's what the, a lot of assistant, like, because how do you recruit? Hey, you know what? We, you can't afford Apple TV. We know, and I'm not saying it's expensive, but the reality is there's certain People markets that, can't that, that can't afford it. Um, you know, how are you going to send your kid to Arizona on Apple TV when you can't afford that? We're offering your kid on ESPN, on national television, for free every Saturday. I mean, that is a thing. That's huge. That is a very real thing. Now, Jetfish is going to hit aggressive. He goes, well, you know what? We've landed a few players in Florida. Well, now I can go to Florida and say, look, once in a while, you're going to get a home game in front of your family in Florida. We're going to go there. Texas, you know, Jaden Langley, who's an Arizona commit, was ecstatic when he found out a big, about the Big 12. He lives in Texas. The Texas commits, they're pumped. And now all of a sudden, Arizona can get into Texas a little bit more. Cincinnati, maybe we'll go there a little bit more. Why, why not try to dip our toes? It may not work, but we can go there and find out. Right. And so it extends. Basketball is a national brand. That's going to be okay no matter what happens in terms of recruiting. Now Arizona... You know, and and it was funny. Even though it was planned, basketball offered a kid from Texas Saturday, (laughs) I believe it was. Football offered three or four kids from Texas 
like the day it was officially announced. Smart. Um, Arizona is dipping a little bit into Texas. We're going to see it dip a little bit more, but it, it, it allows Arizona and Jetfish will say, we are a national brand. We're in every time zone now. Come play for Arizona and you will be seen all over the country on ESPN. It is a big deal. He knows how to use that stuff to his benefit. Would Tommy, I don't think, cares at all. Would Jetfish have liked to see the Pac-12 stay together? Yes. Is he upset it didn't? Does he think it affects his brand? It definitely doesn't feel like that uh, publicly and privately. Wow. All right. I just love how different they are, and they're just reflections of each sport. It's just so funny. All right. Um, Well, does this make the football season and eventual basketball season strange, in your opinion? I tried to get Tommy and Jed to say that. I think Bruce got tried to get Tommy to say that, and I tried to get Jed to say that, and both of them said absolutely not. (laughs) Um, I think it's more strange. I don't think, and I agree, I, I don't think it's strange from a coach's perspective at all. They plan and play whoever's in front of them, whatever. That's their job. From a fan perspective. It's weird. It's weird as hell, man. Like, it's going to be like, like, because you got to think, like, Arizona's playing Oregon. They're not scheduling each other. There's no benefit for Arizona to go play a game in Oregon. Ever again. Now, do I think that, would I be surprised if Arizona scheduled, like, UCLA in basketball or football or USC in the out-of-conference games? Not at all. I think Arizona's going to find a way whether it's USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford, if Cal has to a play in program, California, Fresno State, San Diego, whatever it is, they're going to find a way to play a game in California every year. Maybe That's, at Snapdragon Stadium. Right. Snapdragon's your place. But Drag, what is it? Dragon? Dragon Battle Dragon Battle, Stadium. No, Snap, whatever. I don't know. It's great. Um, but they're going to find a way to play a game in California. But yes, like, I'm not sentimental. You're very sentimental. I mean, you're like, oh, this is the last time we're going to play. The last day. But like Oregon State, for instance, Arizona is not scheduling Oregon State. There's no benefit there. You don't do it. Um, you know, it's, it's just not it's not going to happen. And so like Washington State, like and those are the schools that I think it's the weirdest for. It's like because, you know, maybe we'll know. And, and I have a feeling we'll know sooner than later, um, you know, what's going to happen with Oregon State, Washington State, Cal and Stanford. That's the weirdness to me. But. I, I think it's cool. I think it's awesome but yeah, to have new. I mean, yeah, I think for the fans, it's going to be very strange, and it'll it'll it's going to take adjusting. Like, I think that first season in the Big 12 is going to be super weird. Basketball is going to be insane, but we'll get to that. But, like, football, it's going to be weird. But at the end of the day, your rival's still ASU. You're still playing Utah and Colorado, so you're still getting three Pac-12 schools. Arizona has played BYU multiple times. So you're getting four schools that you're familiar with, and who knows what at a conference like it looks like. Like taste and nostalgia, and then also we're going to have some new experiences. Yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be bittersweet. And, you know, I'm not that sentimental. I hope you had the time of your life. <laughs> I think the last dance is a more appropriate song for Just Stop Singing. Okay. Last question. That's that Are you done? Hitting. Are you done? Oh, okay. Um, why did you drink a triple espresso this late at night? I don't know, Shelby. You can't make money if you're sleeping. Grind old clothes. <laughs> <laughs> by the okay. way, I just want to point something out, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Bill Norton that had this, like, chilling with Bill Norton or something mm-hmm. segment for Arizona football. It's online. I don't remember what it's called. And, like, every player he talked to is like, you know, what's the best part of camp? And, like, Jonas Avenaia, for instance, was, like, the naps. Like, napping is so important. You are really good at it. You got to just sleep. That nap, like I had a nice, I had a little, it was only 20 minutes. 
but napping is that just, cat nap. Like when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to nap, and it's crazy. I try to tell the little kids everywhere, what do you don't want to nap? It's great. Napping's the best part of the day. Anyway, I don't uh, know. I won't work all day, but you know. Well, um, what is next for the Pac-12 based on what you've heard so far? Well, I guess it's the Pac-4. Changes all the time. It's the Pac-4 now. So again, this could change like Pac-2 tomorrow, right? This could change like whenever. I, I think Oregon State and Washington State are SOL right now. Oh, poor Oregon um, State. I think their best bet is that there's some sort. Now, a lot of people think that basically. What's going to happen is that, and again, this is what other people have said. I'm, you know, this isn't completely sourced, but the Mountain West will dissolve its grant of rights and will basically combine with what's left of the Pac-12. The problem is that Stanford is having an issue rubbing elbows with the San Jose states. And and I get it. I get it. So Stanford is the wild card there. I don't think Cal cares about athletics enough do that but Stanford and Cal are trying to band together to get to the ACC the issue is that there is no feasible way ACC schools will take less money so if ESPN isn't going to pay for Stanford and Cal to join the ACC or the Big Ten they're out of luck the ACC will never agree to it and neither will the Big Ten no one is taking a cut of money to accept those two schools which aren't really what are money. Their, what is their value right and so you know, I think the ACC is a possibility. I, I saw SMU mentioned for the ACC, which is just asinine That's so to me. That's um, You know, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. You know, I, I really don't. I, I think that right now, Oregon State and Washington State's best bet is there's some kind of dissolving of the Mountain West. They do it. Kliakov resigns because he's definitely not in this for the long haul. Um, they're, you know, and they join San Diego State, all that. They make a conference. Um, I know the AAC is is looking at you know i i think they'll get a home it's just not going to be it's complicated right and stanford and cal to me are the interesting ones i think oregon state and washington it's either going to be the mountain west or independent the, the mountain west oh, it's going to be west. whatever the mountain west i think they have a very clear home there and it, i know that Makes sucks sense. Or something, right stanford and cal there were above that so i don't know what that to me is the real story is where stanford and cal and i have a feeling we're going to know Shoot, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you know by the end of the week. Because they're absolutely... They don't want it to linger. No one wants it to linger. And this is all the TV. If ESPN says, look, we don't have the money, Stanford's screwed. They're going to go independent. I really believe that Stanford could go independent. Cal has no chance. So that's another thing is Stanford may want to go independent, but if they go independent, Cal can't go with them. They have no financial stability to do that. Right. So it's, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens. And uh, again, I'm not the sentimental type. So this, like, to me, this isn't some sad, I'm so upset about, this is, I mean, other sports do stuff similar. Right. Change is inevitable. This is business. I hope you had that sad. I was interesting reaction from my dad because, you know, he is a diehard, you know, Lou Dolson, Arizona basketball, the golden days kind of guy. And he said he thinks it's refreshing. He said, I think this is kind of cool just to have Arizona play Kansas. Like, to and- me as a reporter... Yeah. Like, just from a strictly, like, I think it's cool as shit. Like, from a basketball perspective, That's you're telling amazing. me that Arizona's going to play at Fog Allen? You're telling me that Kansas is going to play in McHale? Bill Self doesn't want to play in McHale. No. And I'm dead serious. Kansas fans, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to start a fight. It is, like, well-known. Him and Sean had a big Should tiff do. over a couple recruits. 
Caleb Tarzuski and Josiah Turner, they haven't even discussed playing. But like, like now you have like Baylor, like there are Arizona Some coaches great matchups that are very close to Baylor. Like they, there's a good relationship between those two schools. Uh, TCU, the tournament, like Houston, we know what happened. There. More like, importantly, we're looking at games that are starting at decent hours now. Home games of will not. Always. I know the home games But won't. away games, there's a very real... Away like, games. Brian Peterson, my guy Brian, who's the timing expert of all football. Oh, Brian is like a walking machine. Uh, he believes that there's going to be multiple like noon kickoffs. That's amazing. Do you, you know, we don't know what that feels like. We, we're constantly 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Show me how I don't even have dark. time to make love every football game. Like, <laughs> if... Wait, what? Can you just... Well, on day games, I mean, then you can make love for the rest of the day. Anyway, the point what? is football, basketball, and also how we're going to do a podcast uh, down the road here, too, of just breaking down the benefit of all the Arizona sports, like like as we're forecasting. Yeah, like, this is good for Arizona softball. But this that goes is... back to, like, what we were saying. Like, there's so much stuff you got to figure out. Like, the, beach, yeah, volleyball. It's not just football out. and basketball. But I will say, like, Arizona women's basketball should technically be the best team in the Big 12. I mean, you Arizona hear baseball, folks. it should be Arizona and TCU are, are probably the two. softball. Arizona should technically be right up there. Like Arizona athletically to be blunt, they benefited. Like you look at the big 12 and I, I, I have a lot of respect for TCU football. I think they're awesome. But when Arizona used to play USC in the past 10 years, or whatever in Oregon, you're like, man, this game's going to be really almost impossible to win. I don't feel like. The Big 12 is like that. There's like an impossible game. Right. I think Arizona, and, and even Wilner said this the other day. He goes, out of all the Big 12 schools, athletically and culturally, Arizona's a perfect fit. You can make an argument that Arizona's a better fit for the Big 12 than the Pac-12. Yep. I think it's a valid argument. And I also think our fandoms blend well, as we've learned on Twitter. Because who is now the villain of the Big 12? Oh my God, the ASU being ASU, the villain of the Big 12 is awesome. ASU managed to step off on the wrong foot, as I tweeted as well. And it's also just hilarious uh, watching all these Big 12 fans reacting to ASU already. We're not, we haven't even, you guys haven't even played a game yet. So wait till you actually see ASU fans in action, and then we'll all have a big conversation about it. But anyway, uh, that was a lengthier podcast but it was a necessary podcast because um you know there's i hope I'm, you had the time oh of your life uh i was i'm glad that you got to share your perspective because there there are some insider tips and tricks and there are things going on that you know certain reporters who are not as savvy um are like not reading the room very well and i'm not as mean also as i see on twitter it well it depends, but you can't infer emotion from Twitter, right, babe? Yeah. Yeah, you are a little sarcastic, but I think no, you're I always honest, and yes. you're always trying to report the facts, and um, I think that's what everyone appreciates about you. Thanks, Snoop. Yeah, you're welcome. Bear down, everyone, until our Big Twelve brethren. Does that make sense, brethren? Yes. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to counting down the days in which we eat Skyline chili. And good barbecue. I don't know what else. Oh my god, the barbecue in Kansas Skyline, City. Skyline chili is not it. But so I, why did you say that? There's people I know from Cincinnati that used oh, to be. I see. Shout out Brian Brigger. If you don't know who Emoy is, you're gonna learn soon. Big Twelve. Bear down. Bear down. Realignment's unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. 
I hope you had the time. Take it, Chubby. Uh